Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 106 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please, please, please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were the DLC Wasteland 3 The Battle of Steel Town and the game Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. The games coming out this week include Chivalry 2, The Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis, Alba A Wildlife Adventure, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, Life of Fly 2, Let's Cook Together, Farm Frenzy Refreshed, and Super Soccer Blast America vs. Europe. An unusually small list of games have been announced coming to Xbox Game Pass, and I say unusual because we're probably going to get a plethora of games coming at the E3 showcase this weekend. These games include The Wild at Heart, playable now on cloud, For Honor, playable now on cloud and console, on June 8th, Backbone on PC, and on June 10th, Cloud Console and PC, you can play Darkest Dungeon. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have nine to cover this week. Number one, 2K's E3 plans seemingly leaked, including Borderlands spinoff and a Marvel game. Rebecca Valentine at IGN writes, It's possible that 2K Games E3 announcements have been leaked on Reddit, and they include a Borderlands spinoff featuring Tiny Tina, a new Marvel game, and a very early development action game. According to a Reddit post that received a nod on Twitter from Bloomberg journalist Jason Schreier, 2K's E3 announcements may include a Borderlands universe title codenamed Daffodil, potentially dubbed either Wonderlands or Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, both of which are already trademarked by 2K. It's said to be in a similar gameplay style to other Borderlands games and features playable, multi-class heroes. Another potentially leaked announcement is a new game from Firaxis, said to be a turn-paced action game using Marvel characters. According to the leaker source, it was described as, quote, XCOM with Marvel heroes, end quote, it may feature some, quote, famous actors, and quote, voicing characters. Also in the leak is something the source called Codename Volt, an action game that seems to be in really early development and was described as Cthulhu meets Saints Row. It was unclear as to what studio was developing the game, though the leaker pointed out last year a different leak revealed Hangar 13 was working on an open-world sci-fi title with supernatural elements, which may be it. Finally, there's the unsurprising NBA 2K22 with Dirk Nowitzki on the cover, though other athletes could also appear on other editions. For now, these are all just rumors, sadly. 2K has said officially that they have a total of 21 games planned for release between now and March, four of which are immersive core releases, and two of which are from new franchises. This is very exciting. I would love a Marvel XCOM game. I'm not usually into those kind of games, but oddly enough, Super Mario Rabbids was one that got me pretty much into it. I'd love to see what they could do with those Marvel characters. I love the idea of a new IP, and more Borderlands is good for all the fans. I haven't really gotten into one since two, though. Number two. Square Enix announces E3 presentation featuring a new Eidos Montreal game. Ryan Gilliam at Polygon writes, Square Enix will have its own E3 showcase on Sunday, June 13th during the kickoff weekend for E3 2021, the company announced on Thursday. Known as Square Enix Presents, the show will go live at 3.15pm Eastern Time on June 13th. In its announcement, Square Enix called out a few items that will appear in the showcase, most notably a world premiere coming from Eidos Montreal. The showcase will last around 40 minutes and fans can watch on YouTube or Twitch. Eidos Montreal is the studio behind Deus Ex Human Revolution and Deus Ex Mankind Divided. After Mankind Divided's launch in 2016, Kotaku and Eurogamer reported that Eidos Montreal was working on a new Marvel project rather than continuing with the Deus Ex franchise. The studio's next game is reportedly based on Guardians of the Galaxy. Square Enix will reveal more than Eidos Montreal's latest title in its E3 2021 presentation, 
The showcase will feature updates on Babylon's Fall from Platinum Games, Life is Strange 2 Colors from Deck 9, and Marvel Avengers from Crystal Dynamics. The latter will consist of details on the upcoming Black Panther War for Wakanda expansion, which will finally add Black Panther to the game. For me, I'm very excited at the idea of a Guardians of the Galaxy video game developed by Eidos Montreal. I haven't played their games, but they do have pretty good critical acclaim, and I hope they learn from the mistakes of Marvel's Avengers. As a huge MCU fan, it still blows my mind that I haven't even picked up the game past the demo. I also love Life is Strange, so I can't wait to see more of True Colors for this year. Number 3. Don't expect Saints Row, Time Splitters, Dead Island 2, or Metro at E3 2021. Liam Wiseman at IGN writes, With E3 just under a week away, hype is at an all-time high for new reveals and updates on long-awaited games. Before video game series you won't be seeing this E3 are Saints Row, Time Splitters, Dead Island 2, or Metro. In a tweet from games publisher and developer Deep Silver, the company took a moment to let fans know that its parent company Koch Media has announced that none of these games or series will be at their E3 event or any other E3 2021 event. Koch Media is holding their Koch Premier Gaming Stream press conference on June 11th, so this was clearly announced ahead of the time to quell any fan backlash as a result of not seeing any updates on these fan favorite games and series. In another tweet, Deep Silver confirmed that we'll let you know when we have news to share. I think it's good that a lot of these companies are trying to set expectations as hype and expectation can get out of control, especially around seasons like E3. I have a little bit of nostalgia for Time Splitters and the original Dead Island game, but besides that, Koch Media doesn't have too many franchises that I'm personally interested in. Number 4. Ubisoft Forward starts E3 2021 with Rainbow Six Quarantine and Far Cry 6. ONS Good at Polygon writes, Ubisoft's E3 showcase spotlighting new games Rainbow Six Quarantine and Far Cry 6 kicks off E3 week presentations on Saturday, June 12th at 3pm Eastern. Far Cry 6 has already gotten a preview event, but very little has been revealed for Quarantine, which will be the first mainline game in the Rainbow Six franchise since 2008's Rainbow Six Vegas 2. 2015's Rainbow Six Siege, although very popular and strongly profitable, particularly as an esports title, is a multiplayer-only variation on the Rainbow Six brand of Tactical Assault. Quarantine was announced at E3 2019, and the game was twice delayed from its original 2020 launch window. In October, Ubisoft told investors that Quarantine would launch in its fiscal year spanning 2021 to 2022, which ends next March. Ubisoft's announcement on Thursday also name-checked live service games like For Honor, Trackmania, and The Crew 2. Watch Dogs Legion, whose premium expansion Bloodline is due to launch by the end of this month, will also get a close look. Ubisoft Forward will have a one-hour pre-show at 2pm Eastern, preceding the event's kickoff at noon on June 12th, Following Ubisoft Forward, Rainbow Sucks' Siege community managers will hold a briefing at 4pm Eastern. For whatever the reason is, there aren't many Ubisoft games that catch me as of late. The two notable in the last, I don't know, 5 or 6 years would have to be Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I didn't beat but had a lot of fun playing for the time I did, and as I mentioned earlier, Mario Rapids. I am intrigued to see more of Riders Republic, which could possibly be like a fun battle royale extreme sports game that I can play with my friends, and I'm sure we will see more at the presentation this week. Number 5. Tell Me Why is free on Xbox and Steam throughout Pride Month. Cat Bailey at IGN writes, Tell Me Why it will be free throughout Pride Month, don't not announce today. From June 1st to the 30th, it will be possible to download this queer episodic adventure game to the platform of your choice, where it will be available permanently. In a post on Tell Me Why's official site, don't not wrote that the decision is part of a desire to allow, quote, even more people to access the game, end quote. Dontnod also hopes to encourage players to spend money in places that will directly affect trans and queer communities. Quote, We've received heartfelt messages from players all over the world about how Tyler's homecoming as a trans man and Allison's struggle with trauma have impacted them, encouraged them, or made them feel a little less alone, especially amid the ongoing global COVID-19 pandemic 
and pervasive transphobic rhetoric in places like the United States and the United Kingdom, end quote, Donod wrote. In addition to revealing that Tell Me Why will be free, Donod encouraged fans to support games by queer and trans creators. Some of the games Donod listed include Spirit Swap by Soft Not Weak, Lichenfell by Happy Ray Games, and If Found by Dreamfeel. I think this is awesome that Donod is doing this, and I highly encourage everyone to play this game. It certainly had an impact on me as well. Number 6, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remaster joins Xbox Game Pass in EA Play later this month. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, EA has announced that Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered is coming to EA Play, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and Xbox Game Pass for PC on June 24th. The remaster of the classic racing title launched for Xbox One in November last year and includes all the original game's post-launch content, a bunch of quality of life updates, and improved visuals. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered also received an update on Xbox Series X that improved resolution and performance. Had to throw this one in as it is a big piece of nostalgia for me as I loved the original Hot Pursuit games on the GameCube but never played the remastered. Certainly gonna have to jump in this month and check it out for myself. Number 7, Crisis Remastered Trilogy announced for Fall 2021. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Crytek has announced that remasters of Crisis 1, 2, and 3 will be bundled together as the Crisis Remastered Trilogy and as standalone purchases in Fall 2021. Crytek shared the details on this new and enhanced collection that is being optimized in partnership with Saber Interactive, revealing that it will be available on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, and PC. All three Crisis games will play even smoother on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Crisis Remastered was released in 2020 after a delay due to mixed fan reaction to leaked footage of the game. Many reacted positively to the improved visuals and it's safe to assume these new remastered will benefit from the troubles of the first. In addition to a number of visual improvements, the first Crisis also includes high-quality textures up to 8K, HDR support, temporal anti-aliasing, screen space directional occlusion, SSDO, global illumination, SVOGI, state-of-the-art depth fields, new light settings, motion blur, parallax occlusion mapping, screen space reflections and shadows, SSR and SSSS, as well as new and updated particle effects and more. Furthermore, Crisis Remastered features ray tracing on PCs with NVIDIA RTX GPUs, Xbox One X, and PS4 Pro. I can't remember if I enjoyed my time playing Crisis 2 or 3 back on the 360, but the idea of going through the entire trilogy has my interest peaked. There's also some very interesting rumors going about that Microsoft might be acquiring Crytek and the Crisis franchise, but I guess we'll see that at E3. Number 8, No Man's Sky visuals overhauled with free Prisms update. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, No Man's Sky has received yet another free update. No Man's Sky Prisms is free to all owners and significantly overhauls virtually every aspect of the game's visuals. Hello Game Sean Murray explains over on the Xbox Wire that, quote, planets, skies, stars, creatures, the weather, space stations, and more, end quote, have all received visual upgrades. When out and about exploring planets, you'll come across new weather effects, such as rain which refracts the light and surfaces that become slick and wet. Caves have also been updated with new lighting effects, more detailed environments, and will be more varied when generated. Murray also notes that furry's been added to some of the critters you'll encounter throughout the game and that flying creatures such as giant beetles, flying worms, and colossal butterflies can be adopted as companions and ridden through the sky. Interiors for space stations and freighters have also been updated. You'll notice more detailed surfaces, better reflections, and volumetric lighting. Xbox Series X and S players will find detailed reflections, improved lighting quality, more detailed biomes, and more. Windows PC players with a compatible NVIDIA graphics card can take advantage of DLSS, potentially seeing their frame rate double. On paper, and in all the videos I've seen, No Man's Sky is a game that I would absolutely love if I sunk my teeth in, but I just haven't given it a chance after the disappointing reveal and coming out that the game had years back. I've loved all the free updates that they've put out, 
and I'll really have to try and find some time eventually to carve out and give this game a chance. And number 9, Microsoft confirms Xbox Series X will support AMD's new super sampling tech, Fidelity FX Super Resolution. Stephanie Noonley at VG247 writes, Xbox Series X will support AMD's answer to NVIDIA DLSS. AMD will release its expanded version of the Fidelity FX sharpening tool dubbed Fidelity FX Super Resolution, or FSR, on June 22nd. With this news, Microsoft has confirmed to IGN that Xbox Series X will support the AMD tech. Quote, at Xbox, we're excited by the potential of AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution technology as another great method for developers to increase frame rates and resolution, end quote, a Microsoft spokesperson told the site. Quote, we will have more to share on this soon, end quote. Microsoft incorporated the original Fidelity FX tools into the development kits for Xbox Series X and S, which allowed developers to utilize platform-centric optimizations from the kits. Fidelity FX Super Resolution uses upscaling modes, balanced performance, quality, and ultra quality, each with a focus on achieving either higher image quality or increasing the frame rate in games, according to IGN. FSR is similar to NVIDIA's DLSS as it upscales to improve performance and frame rate in games. Now, while a lot of this goes over my head, and after reading some discourse online that some of this will have to be the proof in the pitting once we see it, it is cool to see that this tech could be possible on the Series X, and to me, anything that could help improve image quality or increase the frame rate is a bonus to me. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. And while this game has appeared on Xbox Game Pass, it's not really a fun fact, but more of an embarrassing fact. Credit to IGN.com. And Among Us Shaved Chicken McNugget just sold for nearly $100,000. Joe Scrubbles writes, After JPGs and trading cards, it seems we may have a new entrant into the 2021's list of unexpectedly huge at auction items, the Humble Chicken McNugget. Case in point, last night, a nugget shaped quite like a character from Among Us sold at auction for $99,997. Garnering 184 bids on eBay, the McNugget, which was listed under the title McDonald's Among Us Shaped Nugget from BTS Meal, finally sold for almost $100,000, despite starting at a 99 set opening price on May 28th. To me, this is proof in the world that there are just some people that have far too much money and don't know what to spend it on. I don't really know what else to say other than that. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media on Xbox in 10. Thank you to all the loyal listeners that listen in each week. Last month was the second biggest month in the show's history, and I thank each and every one of you that listens. This past week, I've continued playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition on my journey through Mass Effect 1, and I'm absolutely loving the game and the franchise all over again. I cannot wait to get to Mass Effect 2, hopefully by the end of next weekend. E3 is going to take up some of that time. But starting back on my journey for one of my three favorite games of all time is something I cannot wait to get to. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.